Hebrews chapter 2. Let me start reading from verse 9. It says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than, than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that by the grace of God he shall taste death for every man. Now, because the order was, it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctified and those who are sanctified are all of one, so it's not ashamed to call them brethren. Saying, I will declare thy name in the midst of the congregation, or in the church, will I sing praise unto thee. And then again, I will put my trust in him. And again, so what the writer was doing was quoting many instances, some in Psalms, some in Isaiah, we'll look at it. Behold, I and the children the Lord had given unto me, for as much then the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also took likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and then deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime kept in bondage. <clears throat> now, so on Sunday and over the last two weeks, uh, we are looking at... Um, the subject of prayer, and uh, looking at the um, way in order to pray effectively. And uh, we talked about the fact that uh, whether our prayer is effective or not, as far as God is concerned, that doesn't depend on Him, that is, His disposition to choose to make some prayers effective and some prayers ineffective, but it depends upon the person's application, all right, who enter into the place of prayer, their understanding about the subject of prayer, and their application, the application of themselves to the rules that govern praying. And so in John chapter 15 and verse 7, it says there, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, John fifteen seven, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bring forth much fruit. All right. So it says in verse 7 there, if, I we said, here is the condition that must be fulfilled. If you abide in me, that's what's conditional. That's what may not happen. Uh, that, that's where you have the chance. A person may or may not. But if he abides in Christ, and so the result and effect of that is Christ's words abide on the inside of you, then you shall ask what you will. Uh, that word, ask what you will there, largely has to do with demand what you will or decree what you will. So if you are abiding in him and his words are abiding in you, then you will decree 
what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, the reason why you can decree what you will is that you have chosen first to align yourself with him. So we can go to the book of Job and chapter 22, I believe. Job 22 talks about this. Let's look at it here. Alright, Job chapter 22, and it says, verse 21, Acquaint thyself now with him. To acquaint yourself means to get to know him. Acquaint yourself with him. Bring yourself into agreement with him. Understand two cannot work together except they be agreed. So you acquaint his God, you are man. So you acquaint yourself with him. And then you are at peace, thereby shall good come unto thee. So you arrive at a place where you have that peace on the inside of you. Uh, this is the peace that passeth all knowledge. This is the peace that Jesus said, the world, the peace I give, is not as the world gives. In this world you have tribulation, but the peace will not come because there is no tribulation or there is the absence of tribulation, but it is the presence of being in harmony with your Creator in that situation. Do you get what we're saying here? Let me repeat myself. It's not, the peace there is not because, that, I mean, that, that's why you have people that, quote and unquote, you have film actors who are, who are multi-millionaires who commit suicide. Now, why will they commit suicide? Because they are not at peace on the inside. You look at them on the outside, you say, all is going well with these people. I wish I was like these people. People say that, but inside they do not have peace. In other words, they are not at peace, they are troubled. So peace, that's why he calls it the kingdom of God is the peace, all right, righteousness, peace and joy produced by the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, this peace that I give is not as the world gives. The world's peace is the absence of strife on the outside. In other words, absence of tribulation. But this peace is a confidence and quietness on the inside of you that doesn't come because things have changed on the outside, but because the individual has acquainted themselves with God. Do you get what I'm saying here? They've come into agreement with God. So a lot of reasons why people are not at peace is that they are not in agreement, which means you can never have peace outside the will of God. Even if they carry you now, you're relocated to the White House, not even on the streets of America, the White House, and that's not God's will for your life, you will not be at peace. You understand what I'm saying? So uh, the peace there is, acquaint thyself with him and be at peace. It now tells you that peace will draw good into your life. In other words, that peace becomes a law that attracts now good things into your life. Uh, verse 22, and it talks about this. And then it says, Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in thy heart. That's what he's talking about. So there's a law you should receive from his mouth, and then lay up his words in thy heart. Verse 23. 
it goes on and says, If thou shalt return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up, and thou shalt put iniquity far from thy tabernacles. Verse 24, Thou shalt lay up gold as dust, and gold as stones of the brooks. Uh, verse 25, is talking about, you will now evaluate God's word above silver and gold, and the Almighty shall be your defense. Verse 25, please. And the Almighty shall be your defense, and thou shalt have plenty of silver. Then verse 26, it says, For then thou shalt have thy delight in the Almighty, and shalt lift up thy face unto God. Verse 27, Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vows. And then verse 28, Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established, and then light shall shine upon your ways. Your ways there means how to get things done. Alright? So light will shine upon your ways because you are decreeing, alright, things there. And what you are decreeing is as a result of what you discovered when you acquainted yourself with him and you came to a place of peace. You received the law from his mouth, and uh, you laid up his words inside uh, your heart. Uh, so John there says, here is the condition, if you abide in me, and then he says, my words abide in you, then you shall ask what you will or demand, and it shall be done. It shall. I will say this on Sunday, so if I hold this case, and I hold it here. Now, so I then say, or someone says, if you throw up this case, now I might not, or I might or might not, but once I throw up the case, then what happens is, the person says, it shall fall to the ground. In other words, the person is certain that here is a law that cannot be revoked. If you take this and throw it up, now if you don't, that law cannot come into operation. But once you do, then uh, it has nothing to do with you after you have fulfilled the condition, the law is already at work in the environment. So if you abide in him and his words abide in you and you demand things, Based on that, it shall be done unto you. Which means, then it shall be done. Alright? Which means, his words abiding, you will begin to demand things, and it shall be done unto you. So, I look at this as a process in prayer. Now, and, and let me just say this. People believe that, you know, I'm ahead and announce one of the ministers announced this about the prayer points and, and the person said, and I think people should have gotten feedback because she said, um, they said um, the, we're not changing the prayer points. Now, if you read the Bible, the prayer points in the Bible didn't change, okay? Prayer points in Ephesians, okay? Now, so what's happening with most people is that they actually are not involved in faith. They, they just want to, to throw hope into the air. Now, let me say something to you. There was somebody in this church 
who we put our prayer points for a month. I just want to tell you this. And so we prayed it for that month. Later on, he told me, and he got a major breakthrough. And when I say major breakthrough, he, he represents an international organization that everybody knows here, all right, in Nigeria, that gives him a major breakthrough, okay, in Nigeria. All right? So, so, and he told me, I said, so how did you break? He said, you know, when you draw that prayer point one year for this, for a month, he said, yes. He said, I didn't stop praying it for two years. He said, I continued. He said, because what you described there was what, I was, what resonated in my heart. So I had no business praying on anything apart from that thing. He said, so I kept at it. He said, the entire world opened up to me. So, it, you see, what he, I want to show you this. What he's involved in is what they call focused prayer. In other words, you, you have that tunnel vision of faith for the actual fulfillment of something, not just the religious idea that we're praying the prayer, hoping that God will do something. Do you get what I'm saying here? But it's something. So when, when they talked about the prayer, uh, it's, it's, that's what Paul was saying. He said to the church at Ephesus, he said, I cease not to pray. Which means this is what I'm praying over you because this is what will produce things inside your life. All right? And, and the lady said it. She said, minister there, she said, look, and it happened to her. She said, look, if you wear a wristwatch once and you take it off, you won't have the mark of that wristwatch on your wrist. It's if you keep it there for a period of time, then it's marked. She said there are things she has prayed continuously. It has marked her life now, and it is inside her life. That blessing is ingrained. Now, so many people just like, you know, okay, we're just attempting to do something. They really are not operating, all right, in focused faith for the fulfillment of something within their lives. So we are looking at it this way. It says, if you abide in me, all right, so that's the first step. And that's where real, all right, prayer is, which means... A person chooses to abide in the vine. In other words, what you are saying as a branch is that I am not going to generate the life or the fruit. I am going to abide in you and allow, because the life is not in the branch, the life is coming from the roots through the trunk. So what you are saying when you abide, it's an act of submission unto the Lord. What you are saying in effect is, in this particular situation, I'm going to align myself with you, all right, and adjust myself to you. And God says, when you align yourself to me here, then what I intend to do, I will reveal it and it will all be inside your heart. So uh, when the scripture says, if you bind anything on earth, it shall be bound in heaven, what that means in the Greek is, you, whatever has been bound in heaven, you shall bind on the earth. And whatever, it says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And what that means is, it will be whispered in your ears that this has been bound in heaven. Then you will come authoritatively on the earth and say, I bind it. And then everybody will say, you know, the earth is listening to you. The earth is only listening to you because you are listening to heaven. You are not, it is not by your authority you are binding it. It's by the authority of what? Heaven. In other words, if heaven has bound that pillar and you say to this pillar, I bind you, this pillar will not respond. So I give you the keys of kingdom, which is the keys of knowledge. You are the only one that will know where what we have bound. You will stand there and say, I bind you and it will be bound. I loose you and it will be loosed. 
So the earth doesn't rule over the heavens. That's never been that way. It is the heavens who rule over the earth. And they told Nebuchadnezzar, the kingdom will not be restored unto you until you realize that the heavens doth rule. So it is not. In other words, and that's how you come to a place of peace on the inside. So the first thing is, I decide to abide in him. And the minute I do that, then he shows me. All right, all right, his counsel, which is his words, shows me his mind, all right, concerning it, that this is all, all right, I want to do here, and then you decree that particular thing. So quickly, let's look at it here. Put up again, um, um, let me just read a scripture there, uh, Job chapter 22 here, Job 22, all right, where we were there, and verse, I just want to show something, verse 21. Alright, acquaint thyself with him, be at peace, thereby God shall come unto thee. Then 22, receive, I pray thee, the Lord from his mouth, lay up his words in thy heart. Now, Isaiah chapter 8. Verse 10. Take counsel together and it shall not stand, or it shall come to naught. Speak the word and it shall not stand, for God is with us. For the Lord spake thoughts to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of these people, saying, Say not a confederacy to all them, all right? These people shall say a confederacy. Neither fear their fear, nor be afraid. A confederacy means they gather themselves together to attack you. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. And what will happen is, it shall be for a sanctuary, but a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel, for a jinn and a snare to inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many of them shall stumble and fall, and they shall be broken, and they shall be snared, and taken. Who gathered themselves together. So he went on in verse 16. Bind the testimony, seal the law among my disciples. For I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob. I will look for him. Then he said, Behold, I and the children whom the Lord have given me are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts that dwell in Mount Zion. That's the scripture that was quoted in Hebrews. I and the children whom the Lord has given to me. And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards, now this is abiding in Lord, that peep and mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead. So the law and so the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it's because they have no light in themselves. So instead of turning into other things, that person says, I will abide in the Lord. What that means, as we said there, was that Paul... What Jesus was saying in that situation was this. 
Yes, there's a thorn in your flesh, the messenger of Satan. But my grace is sufficient for thee. In other words, abide in me concerning this particular thing. Which is, it's not just about the removal of the thorn first, but it's about you acquainting yourself with God in this particular manner. So what happened in the process of abiding in Christ was that Paul now said, I glory now in my infirmities. In other words, he said, a branch cannot produce except it abides in me, so also can you not, all right, if you don't abide in me. In other words, I glory in my own inability to produce results by myself. I, I come and I take pleasure and I thank you, Lord, that through this particular situation here, you are going to work out your glory. I, I'm no longer the way God operates when we are connected to him. Is that anything that comes away, we are not asking that that particular thing just be removed, but we are saying it will be used as a stepping stone to get into the place that God wants us to get into. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you. Therefore, behold, I will do a marvelous work among these people, a marvelous work and a wonder. Now, he says, I have got to do something because of, because of the duality of what's going on here. Right? Now, and, and, and what is happening is that they are honoring me with the lips, but the book is still sealed. Are you following what I'm saying? That book is sealed. All right? In other words, they're going through things in their life. They look at the Bible. The book is Okay, now let's go on there. A marvelous work and a wonder, for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudence shall be hid. Verse 15, it says, Want them that seek deep to hide their counsel from me, and their works are in the dark, and they say, Who said? So, what is really going on in their lives? All right, uh, real counsel. In other words, the decisions you are making. Now, you can be singing songs for the real things that you are doing. And there's no discussion with God about that. Who seeth us, who knoweth us? Verse 16. Sure, a turn of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. He says you have turned things upside down. And he said, let me just tell you. It's like we go to the potter and the clay. Alright? For shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not. Alright? Or shall the thin frame say, he hath no understanding. In other words, the, you, the clay, 
is telling the porter how that he doesn't have any understanding. Do you get what we say here? That the way he's behaving. You are telling God though. Now, he said, but it's not a very little while that Lebanon shall be turned into a what? Fruitful field. Remember he said there, until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high. Do you remember that? Or we should go to that scripture. You remember. Alright? It's very, very well that Lebanon shall be turned to a fruitful and a fruitful field shall be esteemed as a forest. Now what should happen is, is when the Spirit is poured out that that should happen, right? Now look at what happened verse 18. And in that day the deaf shall hear the words of the book and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity. In other words, when the Spirit is poured from on high, that seal is removed and you start seeing things inside the word of God concerning what you are going through. Do you get what I'm saying here? It's no longer church doctrine. It's God speaking to you about what's happening in your life. So somebody says, I can't get any, anywhere rent uh, to do this and all of that. So it's no longer just, you see inside the church, you know, when you do this, that's not it. That, oh, you are, in, you are in the department of this. In this department, we do that, we do this, and you confirm. That is not it. Now you're getting revelation from the scriptures about that house you are supposed to get. Do you get what I'm saying here? And he's talking to you about those things. That's what he's saying here. And he says in verse 19, he says, And the meek shall increase their joy, and the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. Alright, so they will start rejoicing, for the terrible one is brought to naught. Now, look at Revelation chapter 5. That's the same thing he's saying here. Verse 1. Revelation 5, 1. And I saw on the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within the backside that had seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open this book and to loose the seals thereof? Remember in Isaiah it says the book was sealed. And no man in heaven or on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And behold, lo, in the midst of the throne <coughs> and of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders stood the lamb that had been slain, having seven on seven eyes, and seven spirits of God. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four twenty others fell down before the Lamb, having one of them harps with golden vials full of odors, which were the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy. Alright. Alright. To open the seals thereof. So that was the song they sang. I have said this, this was a new song. And so when you are going for revelation from scriptures about things, this is the song you should sing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Alright, frame it your own way, but essentially what you are saying is, if you, Jesus, did not shed your blood, I would not have seen in the scriptures what I'm about to see concerning this situation. Do you get what I'm saying? In other words, my eyes are about to behold wondrous things from the word of God that will speak directly to me about what is going on in my life and bring me to a place of full persuasion 
about what you are saying and I'll come into a quent and I'll come to a place of peace. In other words, he's saying here that let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall man. So you're coming to a place where the peace of God, all right, is going to speak peace to you from here. It says, my thoughts towards you are thoughts of good, all right, and thoughts of peace, all right, and to give you the expected end. So he says to open the bull and all of that. Uh, and remember what happened in verse 8. When they are taking the book, they fell down, having one of them, harps and golden verse, odors which are the prayers of the saints. So people had been praying about things. They had been praying about their situation, praying about it. All right? But for those prayers to be answered, the book had to be opened. Do you get what I was saying? So they have been praying about things, praying about things. So they now started singing that new song unto him. Started singing that new song about worthy, all right? Worthy, singing that new song unto him. And these are the things that David came to understand. You know, we have to think deeper than just normal. When he says, the way into the holiest of all was not made manifest. While as those were standing. In other, I, mean, I mean, think about it. Now we can just say, okay, yes, because David wrote it. All right, so we can just quote it and take it for granted. But remember that they were offering what they were taught was to offer the bull of, blood of bulls and goats. So they didn't know the way into the holiest of all. They didn't understand, one, it will be opened through the blood of Jesus. And the way you get there is by singing. That's why David said, these bond offerings, God does not require to enter that place. It's the song that will take you there. So if now, we, but don't take the, I mean, you can just hear that, but not understand the gravity of it. In other words, to enter into that place. And when they say the holiest of all, it's not just a feeling. You enter into that place and it's a place of revelation. Alright? It's, it's, when you enter there, you have entered into the rest. That's the rest he was talking about. That there's a rest that he has promised. That rest he's talking about is getting into the, that particular place. When you get into place and you come out and you have peace there, so you sing that song and then you open. Now, now so it is sealed. Now, if something is sealed, look at what they said here. I want thoughts I want to get. Alright? And they worshipped him. Amen. Blessing, glory, wisdom, and honor. Sorry, this is another song. Alright? And they made us kings and priests that we should reign on the earth. Now, that rulership on the earth is going to come from these seals that are open. And beheld, I heard the voice of many angels run about the throne. Now, this is exactly what happened in heaven here. Yeah? Let's do our imagination. Alright, 10,000 times 10,000 saying, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, and every creature in heaven and on the earth, such as in the sea, head saying, Blessing, honor, glory, power, be unto him that seated up. You know there's that song now. So you can sing it. Glory, honor. Abi? Who seated upon... Alright. All right. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty others fell and worshipped him. And I saw, chapter 6, verse 1, the lamb opened one of the seals. Can you imagine that? So think about it. They are opening the seal over that situation in your life now. You say, well, I need three million to get out of debt. You say, let's open the seal. Think about that concerning it. I know what he said. When he started opening the seal, all right, 
a side of the crowd given unto him, open, sorry, and noise of thunder, and say, come. He says, open one of the seals and I heard, and I swear the noise of what? Thunder. And one of the four beasts saying, come and do what? See. Remember, it says the vision of them is as one that is. You remember what he said there? That's why I told you to write that word vision. Which one says, come. So, it's like God opens it and says, come and do what? See. Now, Paul therefore says, our light affliction will work for us and turn our weight of glory. While we look not at things that are seen, but if we keep looking at what he showed you. Do you get it there? In answer to prayer. Now, so what therefore happens is, and this way you now start getting level. So once he has shown you the promise, then you are now acquainted there. And so every day you want to be beholding that thing. Singing more about beholding more of what he is. Because there are levels there. Alright? So you want to behold more concerning it. Well then he says, let them not depart from your eyes. That's what he's talking about. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Right? For their life. Now, so, so start walking in the spirit. In other words, concerning that thing. You have the answer. You have seen the answer. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it comes the issues of life. Get that thing you have seen into your heart. The Bible says the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Actually, that's where I was supposed to start today's message according... No, 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 no. According to my notes here. But I never got into it. But, let, but I need to read to you so you understand what they're saying. When he says mix, to mix something with faith is to unite yourself with that thing. But in the Greek, it has a very strong connotation. To unite with faith, to unite in you, to align yourself totally with that new life. But in the Greek it says the idea is taken from the human body. How the human body is kept alive by mixing food with saliva and gastric juices. If this mix alright does not take place such food which means put food and it doesn't get mixed with saliva and you chew it with gastric such food will be a means of death rather than life. So here the gospel will not profit, all right, except it's been mixed. In other words, if you just hear it and you don't mix it, then what is supposed to produce life starts to. Because you will, you will wonder why... You may know a lot, but see very little. Because even... I mean, you don't know what we are saying. Let me say... Should be Africans. If somebody goes to meet the weed doctor and says, so what's going on? Say, you know, I'm being in trouble. I'm being in trouble. I'm in trouble. So he takes him to a calabash. He puts the pool water. They open it. Then you see somebody troubling. You say, hey. Can you see the person troubling? Can you see the meeting they're having? 
Abi, that's what they call. They've opened the, the seal. What God is saying is when you worship him, he will open and the outcome of that thing you will see it. That this thing you are saying, alright? Forget about this one you are praying. That's not what is happening here. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. You are going to be elevated here. This is the position you are going to be. You will see it. Now he says, don't see that and go and forget what manner of man you are. That is a hearer and not mixed it with faith. Because the Bible says, after he patiently endured, he obtained what he saw. So the minute the seal is open, the prayer is answered. What is left is meditating for manifestation. Do you get what I'm saying here? That's why it says, give yourself holy. Ah, Paul told Timothy, he said, what you are looking for is in you. Can't you remember by prophecy and lay none of hands a gift? He said, neglect not what is in you. So God could have answered that it's in you, but you are neglecting what he has shown you. That's why he says we ought to give a more earnest heed to the things we have heard. Lest at any time we let them sleep. So we don't neglect so great a salvation. That look, the Lord confirms that thing. He shows with signs, wonders, diverse miracles, or miracles and diverse gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his will. So if you stay with it, signs will come out. Wonders will come out. Do you get what we're saying? And how do you mix that thing with faith? You carry that thing into the presence of God with a song there, worshipping him, thanking him for the fulfillment, and unite yourself completely with it. As there's a reality within your life. And anything goes wrong on the outside, that's not your business. Are, are you following what I'm saying? That's not your business. Jonah said, they that observe lying vanities forsake their mercy. Uh, you understand this? Because when you begin to get into that particular place, then God starts having conversation and agreements with you that nobody, nobody knows. And we get to this on Sunday. Because then you are walking in the Spirit. And then as you start walking in the Spirit, good starts coming. Things begin to come. What you are carrying and you are seeing now starts drawing certain people into your life. What you are carrying and you are seeing draws certain books into your life. What you're carrying and seeing begins to attract. All right, things begin to happen because that. But, but from the beginning, I mean, I put this out on social media today. The, I mean, that should tell you what is the real strategy of Satan. He says your adversary is like a roaring lion seeking whom might devour, which means it's through the roar he wants to devour you. So he roars, and if you're afraid, then he comes. He says, so though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear. In other words. What you are thinking now that is making you scared will never happen if you see what God is saying. You hear what I said? Never. That thing, as somebody said, fear is false education appearing real. It's just the roar of Satan. Now, if you now believe it, then it escalates. Alright? So the first thing that should happen to you, if someone writes you or does something and wants to scare you or do anything, alright? The Bible says... It's an evident token. I mean, people, 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 people even feel that, you know, today that, you know, we'll just go on social media and be writing. You know? Tell me one person that's destroyed that you know in covenant, in, a, in working with God. It doesn't destroy people that work with God. It just enhances them. Tell me one minister you know has been destroyed by, 
writing and tweeting. It doesn't. It's because people think that it is reputation that people that if you train, it doesn't work. We've seen it for long. If you start preaching against people, they just start growing. You understand what I'm saying? If I call any minister in this country that is doing very well, you will know the enemy who has preached against him publicly. If I just call the name, you will call, in your mind, you won't say it to but you know this person preached against Because that is the trigger that took them to the next step. Alright? But if you, if you start preaching against you, you start having a headache. Then Satan has got you. But if you go home and thank God that I'm privileged to have an enemy, because very few people. Let me tell you why. There are some scriptures, promises that are attached that says, and when thine adversary, whether adversary is a human being, this shall happen. So until you have that adversary, all those promises are not come to pass. So you might see them, but you have to wait for the adversary to show up. Then the promises will begin. I'll be you not saying that like the Bible says when God saw that Leah was hated, you don't know that. So if they are not hated, some things can happen. I'm telling you, if they don't hate you, nothing can happen. Now you say, ah, can you see that I am, Jesus said it. He said, when men hate you, when they cast your name, rejoice in that day. So until they cast your name as evil, you don't understand. That they start talking about you. You are an evil person. You are an evil person. You are an evil person. He says, Rejoice. So you go home and thank God. That, Father, oh, now all the scriptures I've been looking at all these years. <laughs> don't, listen, don't miss your time of visitation. You can only be troubled by what's on the outside if that seal is not opened. Once anything happens, just get the seal open. You will see everything. All the actors, actresses, what must happen, what will happen. <laughs> And where you are going. And suddenly, once you see it, you are not happy. You are, it's a stage play. All right? You almost know what this person will do next. They do it. You almost know what this person will do. All the figures are represented. It takes you David's life. It shows that's Joab now. Can't you see Joab? That's him now. This is Absalom. Can't you see that person? All right? But his name is not Absalom here. In your own life, his name is maybe um, Daku. So you say Absalom. In fact, in some cases, God was so humorous that the first name of all of them, first letter, will be the first letter of everybody that is to confirm to you that. I'm just showing you. So you start enjoying yourself in the word of God. That child, this thing is real, this thing is real, this thing is real. Alright, and no man can teach you that. Do you get what I'm saying here? We can only tell you that you should sing, but it's only God that can open that seal and show you those things. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word and by the power of your spirit. As that you establish us in this truth, expand it within our consciousness in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.